know far too many people who've been in helicopter crashes. As a former boss reminded me, those things are fighting gravity every second, not the crash. Listen to Fareed Yagini's experience of being shot down in a helicopter in Afghanistan. You know, usually when we go on operation, we would practice on something called the kill house over and over and over and over. Like, so Freed knows exactly what to do, right? Uh, and and then we got woken up in the middle of the night. And then, you know, that said there was some intel that there's someone important, very important that never crosses the border from Pakistan as, you know, in this certain area. And we need to go now. This has never happened to Freed before, right? So I'm just like, oh, my God, right? So we get ready. We're on the tarmac, and then uh, usually all operations happen at night because these, this unit always uh, is outnumbered, right? So they usually go in and out before morning prayers happen. Those were usually how we uh, did night operations. And um, we sat on the tarmac, and then the helicopters never came. So we're like, okay, well, the sun's up. I can hear the morning prayers. Hmm. Let's go for breakfast. We're starting breakfast, and all of a sudden they're like, go, 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 right? The helicopters are coming. So this person was deemed important enough Um that we were going to do this during the day, right? Just uh, the commander had given, okay. you know. So two Chinooks. Um, I was in a Chinook with uh, uh, one side of the Chinook Canadians. You know, of course, it's an, it's an aisle, right, seating. Uh, we had one, one on one side, I was with the Afghan Special Forces, and the other side was the Canadian. And the second Chinook was filled with Navy SEALs and Canadian Special Forces. Two Chinooks, two Apaches escorting these Chinooks. Chinooks obviously being like the bus, the buses of, uh, right. they're pretty slow, right? Yeah. So uh, easy targets, but uh, the Apaches would provide uh, that kind of uh, support. Um, this is my first time doing this op in this way with Chinooks. Usually we just drove on, drive, drove on okay. site. This is my first time gotcha. doing an infill with, with, a, with a Chinook. So I didn't know how Americans test their weapons, but they're not like us. They actually shoot them. <laughs> so as soon as we took off, the helicopter leans to the right. And I'm, I'm supposed to be sitting in the back. This is a very important point, actually. I was supposed to be sitting in the back of the Chinook with my friends, like uh, close buddies of mine. The last second, the captain's like, hey, I want you to sit up front with me. So I'm sitting right behind the pilots beside the gunner. To my right is the gunner um, with a, you know, a high caliber machine gun, which I don't know what it was, but it was loud. So the helicopter leans to the right and this guy just starts firing. And I'm like, oh my God, we're taking fire. You know what I mean? But it was just a guy testing his gun, right? And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm kind of like nervous on edge. Um, we got two rows of people and then we have these four by fours in the middle of the Chinook with guns mounted on them that they were going to drive out of the Chinook, I guess. And as it was only a 15 minute ride. Um, it was in Uruzgan province, uh, which is not too far from Kandahar. Um, and we were driving and uh I kind of, we get the, we get the whole, like, they're making up LZs in the captains, making the LZs on the sky, which has never happened before. Right. Before we were like doing this, uh, practicing, 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 mm -hmm. we knew exactly what was happening. And then we get the whole, like, you know, like, uh, two minutes out, everyone gets to two minutes out. We're starting to come kind of, you can feel the descent. And all of a sudden the gunner really starts pointing his gun left and right, like, erratically he's not shooting but i'm like i guess that's normal like i've never been an info he's probably just looking for enemy and then i just went deaf because he started firing my right side because it was just so loud i just went completely deaf and um and then what felt like was stones being thrown at the helicopter but those were rounds coming up um uh, so um the intel had said that there was only um approximately 10 to 20 like a uh, high value uh force but because they were trying to keep a small signature there was only going to be 10 to 20 of them and their uh support element 
was going to be like about five clicks away. So the idea would be come in, we land, we overwhelming force, we take the bad guy before the like their QRF right. would be able to arrive on site. Um, this was kind of wrong. Uh, there was like hundreds of them there. <laughs> okay. Right. And um, so, I mean, of course, it's not perfect. This is not knocking. It's just war. It's, uh, it happens all the time, I guess. But we landed. Uh, anyways, and then so all of a sudden, I look to the. Um, I looked at a pilot like you do again, a stewardess in turbulence. And he's like, this is a shed LZ, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, all of a sudden I feel this heat on the left side of my face, like someone had opened an oven door. Hmm. And I look to my left and the tail is gone. And it was just like, whoa. And in hindsight, we saw, uh, you know, the, the video from above and, and they showed that it was like three, four RPGs and the last one hit the tail type thing. So where the ramp would be in the Chinook was just like an open f- hole on fire. Okay. Uh, and I'm like, that can't be good. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden the helicopter just like really tilted forward, uh, sharply. And then everyone fell on top of me because obviously I'm sitting at the front Everyone from the back just fell all this kit, everything fell on top of me. And I remember thinking, I'm like, oh my God, all this training, this cool beard, all this uniform, and I'm not even going to get to like, you don't do anything. I'm going to, right? I, and I wrote it down. I'm like, not like this. That was like, it's funny what, what a 24-year-old thinks when, you know, we don't have kids or, or right. a dog or anything to think about. All I could think of is like, I got this cool beard, I got this painted gun, and I even got the shot. You know what I mean? I didn't get to shoot a rifle. So everyone falls on top of me. And then there was like this kind of abrupt, like thought, and I guess the helicopter, what the pilot did, whether on purpose or instinct or whatnot, it kind of crashed it to the side of the mountain and it kind of slid down. Very, okay. and, and unlike the movies, it didn't explode. So then everyone gets out of the back of the helicopter. Um, they get off of me. And for whatever reason, I decide to, I saw an open hatch where the gunner was, right? That, that hatch. And I threw myself out of that hatch. And I fell down with my rifle stuck underneath me. Uh, and I look up and I just saw feet in sandals. Oh my God, crap. And I look up, it's an old man with a pitchfork. We had landed on someone's farm. And he's just as scared as I am because he probably just thought a UFO just landed no on his. No kidding. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. And then I'm like, am I going to get pitchforked to death? Right? Like that was my thing, right? Like how embarrassing would that be, right? <laughs> right? So anyways, if you just made eye contact forever until someone starts yelling at me to, you know, uh, get away from the helicopter because it's still on fire. So we go muster up, uh, you know, away from the helicopter. We're in a very horrible spot now because the enemy's got the high ground and we're on the bottom of the valley, uh, basically. Um, and again, these guys spoke to me in the same tone of voice as you're speaking to me. Um, so what happened was they called in. The Apaches basically unloaded uh, whatever they had on, uh, on a mountain nearest to us and then just to keep the enemy's head down. And then we basically kind of took uh, high ground so we could be in a more advantageous uh, state. Um, and I can say that I outran, uh, you know, our special forces up the mountain only because I was way more scared than them. <laughs> I, because I had to do that walk a couple of times in the, in the next five days we were stuck there. And I was like, oh my God, every five steps I had to stop to catch my breath. But because I was just so much more scared than them, I believe, I like, I, I'm like, eee! They just outround him right up the mountain there. I think it was supposed to be a section attack, but Freed didn't hear that part. He just like, (laughs) (laughs) so, so, you know, I'm just so new to this, right? Um, There, um, you know, where I was supposed to sit on that Chinook, uh, that's where everyone got hurt. Uh, One of our members was shot three times um, and uh, 
basically like uh, in his right butt cheek and it went into his abdomen. So he was brought up, a couple of Afghan guys were scraped up and two of the other guys, our special forces were, um, were uh, shot, but like shrapnel, like, you know, the, the bullet didn't stay inside or whatnot. And there was shrapnel and they chose not to get out because they did an, uh, they did an emergency medevac where the helicopter okay. just kind of hovers yeah. and you throw the bodies in, if you will. So, because uh, they couldn't stop uh, the, uh, because they would just get shot down again. It was an overwhelming enemy force there. It was like 150, 200 of them there. Mm. And uh, it was basically a beehive like that we just kind of stirred up there. And so um, it was very unique. That's the first time I seen someone shot. Um, and I remember the medic, I was helping the medic. Uh, there was this Israeli gauze, a blood clogging. And it was, he was, he was holding it because he was holding his I, the IV with one hand and I was pushing in the gauze into the bullet wounds. And I remember thinking he's okay. He's not bleeding. Because of course all the bleeding was internal. Yeah. But in my, in Freed's little mind, it's like, he's not bleeding. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. And um, yeah. And then they basically threw him on a Chinook. Uh, sorry, on a, on a Black Hawk uh, out. And the biggest joke was because he basically, his only his upper torso was in the helicopter. So he kind of mooned the Taliban as he took off. <laughs> but he... Um, an amazing story. He went to Germany. He made it to Germany at, the, at that hospital that we have. Uh, the Landstuhl. Yeah, it's a very sophisticated uh, hospital. Yeah, U- I U.S. Uh, military hospital. Yeah. So um, he made it there and he was two months, uh, they split him right down the middle and he was wide open to for the swelling of his organs to come down. He survived. Wow. And, uh, and then a couple, I believe a year or two later, he was, a, he was an assaulter again, which shows a testament of these soldiers mm. uh, to their craft. So we were stuck there for five days uh, and we would go up and down um, uh, basically because they couldn't send more Chinooks to pick us up because they would, they were too slow. They would get shot down as well. So the uh, Australian special forces who were posted in Ruzgan, they tried to break through. Uh, I believe they lost someone in their attempt. Um, So they were kept at bay. Um, So then the American air force basically stacked all, uh, all air force operations stopped in Afghanistan and they stacked aircraft above our heads every thousand feet. So it was Apaches. Then there was the A-10s, which were those, you know, those planes, um, anti-tank planes, I believe. Then you had the British Harriers. And then on top of that, you had the, the Spectre gunship, which was basically a transport, you know, helicopter, a plane with like artillery on the left side. Right. So they just went to town on these guys for five days. Because um, these people, they wanted us because... This is right before Operation Red Wings, uh, where the Navy SEALs were shot down in those two Chinooks. Um, okay. uh, Lone Survivor was the movie they yeah, made out of it, right? right? So this was the QRF that was going exactly, to exactly. Them. So this was the kind of same deal they wanted. They knew we were special forces there. They wanted to jump on the helicopter propellers and you know say right. we did this, right? So they knew they had numbers on us, so they kept trying to push through the aircraft. So the fighting, honestly, the 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 real you want to call it close quarter, but uh, it was, you know, a mountain away type fighting that, that ended within the first day. Cause then the aircraft just kept them at bay. Um, so that, that, that went on for five days uh, until enough of those guys died. And by the way, the guy who we were after ended up uh, the Spectre gunship picked him up trying to like leave in a group in a convoy of like suburbans. <laughs> okay. So it was, it was, it wasn't as bad as it sounds just because of the people I was with if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't acknowledge again, what was happening just because I was around people that were just joking and using humor the whole time. Like, you know, 
Like I remember one of the Navy SEAL guys I had to come friends with. He goes, hey, free, this is my lucky rabbit foot. I'm like, oh, cool, man. We survived. He's like, yeah, this is my fourth helicopter crash. I'm like, get that thing away from me, right? <laughs> like, that's not lucky, right? So humor was always used as a way, you know what I mean? And I connected with that, right? I connected with that. And the fifth, honestly, the scariest part about that whole operation was when we finally, the American... Uh, uh, 101st Airborne. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally broke through the lines, okay. uh, and then they took the high ground, and the Chinooks came and picked us up. Um, and the scariest part of this whole operation was getting Chinook out, because the gunners were super nervous, and they were just firing rounds into the side of the mountains, just to keep the enemy's head down. But like to me, I don't know what they're shooting at, right? right. So I'm just thinking, oh god, like this is another. That 15 minute helicopter was the worst ride of my life. You know what I mean? Because um, because you were just shot down on one of these damn things and then you're getting back on it, right? And the, right. Guy, the guy's just firing away again. But and you, you know... And you lose your situational awareness. Oh, of course. You're in a tin can. Because you're, now you're in a... Yeah, yeah, you're in a tin can. And, you know, you're just trying to play cool because everyone else is just like, you know, got their, like, you know, game face on and I'm just like trying to pretend I'm cool. But inside, I'm like, get me out of this thing! You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Right. 